the, the accepting of who I was as a person. That everyone, that I, mean, I, I hated myself internally, but I didn't even know that until I had people that tell me like, we love you. And that still blows my mind sometimes. Hey mate, I'm Coach Mitch and welcome to the Unbreakable Man podcast. It's my goal to help you achieve excellent results in the area of your health and physical fitness, your career or business, your relationships, and in your own personal passions. This is gonna be your one-stop shop if you are the kind of man who wants to achieve his fullest potential in life. And the only way to do that is by becoming unbreakable. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of the Unbreakable Man podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with my friend and coach, Kyle Kirk. Hi, Kyle. Good, man. How are you? Good, but good to see you, brother. You too, man. How are you feeling today, Kyle? Good question. Feeling, um, feeling sore <laughs> um, from training. Um, also feeling, feeling in my heart like, like a little, like love, like a little appreciation for, for who I am and what I'm becoming, and letting go of a lot of other stuff that I don't need that doesn't serve me anymore. And it's 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 a it's a interesting and uh tough and journey but that's part of life right and it's just doing a lot of shadow work at the moment so it's just releasing old stuff that no longer serves me stepping into my new stuff so cool well we decided to do this on a saturday that was the only time yeah. we could make our uh, yeah. schedules line up which is my first saturday <laughs> fortunately my um my my housemates were good to uh to give us some time to do this yeah cool um, what are you usually doing on a Saturday? Me on a Saturday, I'm, if I'm not working on my business, I'm normally um, just spending the time outdoors or spending time with friends or family. Um, normally, like to on a Saturday, I have a set myself some tasks to do that I need to do, and then relax at an evening time most of the time. But my mo- most Saturdays are just either at events or um, just focusing on different areas of my business and my life. Could you tell the audience a little bit about your business? Yeah, so I'll give some context first, I guess. I'm a coach, speaker, facilitator. But I do want to, wouldn't mind sharing a bit of back of my story, but that's okay with yourself, just to how I got into this space. Um, so I was born with a degenerative nerve disease called Chakomaritooth, which affects 2.6 million people globally. And my condition is still yet to be specified to a specific type. So all of my life, I've had all these tests, all these things done, and they can't identify the type. And there's there's people in the world that have they've identified their type of the condition, but there's no cure for it. The only cure is exercising and stretching. There's still so much research done on it um, that it's just still in developing stages. So I didn't start walking until I was two. Um, and then I'm, I'm the oldest of five. Um, so throughout my childhood, I used to get picked on, I used to get used to get shut down, I used to get all the, all, the, all the comments you would think someone with disability would get, I used to get segregated all the time. And this particular disease, how does it affect you? What? 
So it's it's nerves, it's nerves and muscles. So basically, it affects me from from the neck down. My father's got it as well, but from the waist down. So it's it's called the scientific term is called hereditary neuropathy cycle. Rather, I still like to me. I just I just live my day as I've what I've got. I just I don't divulge too much into it, but it's a it's basically it's a deterioration of the muscles. It's it's muscle nerve disease where it wastes away the muscles and nerves. So the long, the more I get older, the more it gets worse. I've seen and I met a couple of people that have the condition, and they've left it. Not, I wouldn't say too late, but to the point where like they have to physically wear like orthotics, or they have to um, increase their strength to the to the point where they they need to start paying attention to more of their health. Whereas me, I'm lucky. I got it from a certain age that I sort of divorce into that way of it yeah okay cool so what what does it make more challenging for you oh many things like many things like exercise is is like one um i, I don't look at it as challenges i look at opportunities i mean i used to look at the challenges because i was so i was like pity me pity this pity that but opportunities for me to be better so challenges exercise well i used to i used couldn't run um used to fall over all the time used to trip and just fall over my own feet my ankles roll sitting standing and sitting down so i can't stand in one position for a certain period of time otherwise my legs get really sore my back gets really sore so i have to sit down so i have to make make sure i'm balance is terrible um that's the words I speak sure reframe that. It's it's good enough to I can still walk. I'm very grateful I can walk. Um my my knees, I've got like barely any muscles around my knees, which I'm building at the moment. Um so it's more so physically than anything, but also um I guess nerves as well. So like I can feel certain things. I feel much more things more than what people would think I feel because of my nerves are just so so touchy in my body as well yeah okay so what was the impact of that growing up you were sort of just about to touch yeah so the impact of that growing up was just i would get picked on by my brothers and stuff like that because i was like really didn't because i was like had a condition i guess in a way um i would be I wouldn't be able to do things like for example exercise in school or sport um verbally picked on bullied and also just shut down a lot like i wouldn't like i'd say something and someone i wouldn't be able to talk about something because someone would like take it the wrong way or something like that so that really led to me just closing off i had low self-esteem i had didn't want to associate anyone thought i was sometimes alone I didn't want to just distance myself from people a lot of um, mental like a lot of I wouldn't say it's depression because I don't think I've ever suffered from depression but I know that I had some aspects of it like whether it's bipolar in a way I'd just stripe someone for no reason at all and just think people were having a go at me um, because they hated me for the way I looked and what I was what I said and everything like that as well so 
and that was massive like it took me and they don't realize when you're younger those 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 words mean so much you don't like you keep it it's unconsciously you're keeping it in your system in your in your but then when you get older it plays havoc in your life when you get older and so i've had to work a lot on reframing everything that i do in my life different aspect of it definitely so what was that reframing process like i think i mentioned this to a couple of it's always around people when you surround yourself with them right like i was i mean like when we're young like in adulthood we like to party and enjoy ourselves and stuff like that like my mates would give me shit i give them shit back and forth but to the point where sometimes a band would get a bit too much and you don't say anything because you're like oh in my mate i love you bro but internally i was being destroyed inside um and the shifting point for me was i guess getting into all the health and fitness side of it and getting into um a lot of a lot of personal development stuff like i've always as soon as i left school i've always i've always loved learning i love school purely because of the learning side of it and because i was i can connect with people and i've never stopped learning so as soon as i left school i went to university all the other stuff but in the meantime between that time i was also going out drinking partying doing all the stuff that we we should do when we're younger right and then in that period of space i met a gentleman by the name of brendan who really helped me in regards to getting into exercise fitness healthy eating and he sort of supported me in a way that i didn't really support myself he saw something i didn't see in myself he loved me for who i was and most of my mates do and i'm very grateful for them um but we'd constantly talk and then that that's just sort of shifted um the way i looked at my own life and just got me into he allowed me to become more confident in myself in a way so and the realization hit a couple of years ago when he died of a, in a military accident tragically and i was like oh fuck where am i he lived his dream in the military where was i at with my life and i didn't realize how much love he had for me until he left so now going back to the business is i'm i'm a coach and speaker so now i help help millennials create self-love grow their confidence and discover the potential inside because i never used to know what my potential was until i really done a lot of work on myself and actually discovered it and the purpose is to raise the consciousness of, him, of humanity around disability for love and acceptance yeah because we get to define ourselves no one else as long as you put the work in to be better and do better you're always gonna you're always gonna improve any aspect of your life absolutely i think it's it's very easy for other people to put labels on us as well yeah right and i think that if you accept those labels whatever they are then that's going to be the thing that reflects in your life whether you accept not the label itself whether you accept the label mm. you know and and that's a I'll, i don't even begrudge anyone for doing that kind of stuff because i think as human beings we're just we're just like categorizing machines basically we see something we want to try and understand it and explain it as quickly as possible and then we go okay this guy's like this he goes over here in terms of his personality and what he's good at not good at and all these kinds of things and that's just what we do naturally i think but if you accept someone else's assessment of yourself as gospel 
then you're just going to live to that and no more than that. So, you know, obviously you're on the Unbreakable Man podcast and it's all about becoming an unbreakable man. Um, and in order for any one of us to become unbreakable, we've, we've got to define who we want to be, you know, not who people say we are or, or what's expected of us necessarily, but what would we like to see for ourselves in our life? And, and who do we need to be in order to create that, that outcome for ourselves? So what is, where do you see yourself going? I see myself sharing, speaking, sharing my mission of just not letting anyone define who you want to be in life. Because the more you can work on yourself, the more you can develop your, in every area of life, the better you become. If you can improve so 1% each day, that's all that matters. It's not about everyone else around you, but I see myself speaking to people and sharing my own experience, my own life experiences to help them be better, help them do better. And also being able to facilitate that in a in a space that's going to allow them to have that permission to share. A lot of people don't want to share their story because I don't think people resonate from it. But sharing is always caring and someone else will get some peace from it. And then my coaching is allowing is is working on their mindset, working on their on their growth internally and discovering that there's more than your body that you can actually you can because the labels, as you said, the labels are just labels. It's how you feel internally. Yeah. So you've obviously gone through that process yourself. Mm-hmm. You've made that switch yourself. Mm-hmm. What was it like going through that process of perhaps accepting the labels that other people gave you or just feeling down about the fact that you have this daily challenge in your life? How did you learn to accept what you couldn't change? and then make the best out of what you could. I just didn't, deep down, I, I I didn't really believe in what they were saying because every time I went and saw a doctor, a nurse, a neurologist, they'd tell me like, everything's coming back normal. So I'd be like, okay, well, why do I keep coming then? Like, obviously it's research, I get up and I'm all for research, but they want to do study after study and then they want to do tests on me to identify this but then looking into it I was like there's no need for me to keep coming utilizing my time when I know I can work on myself to improve myself so I literally just had that belief inside of me that I knew that I could I could change and then I attended personal development seminars and I was like this person is exactly what I'm talking about and I want to know more about that person what was what was perhaps something that you heard early on in that process that really clicked with you and i'm going to shout out to dr espen here um if it is to be it is up to me and everything in your life happens for you and those two pieces that he said i was like i was like this guy's onto something and he he and he related it in a scientific way but also in a logical way for men to comp for for, for, for myself to come i was like okay cool he makes sense 
and that's through doing certain work as well and because and again it's surrounding yourself with like-minded people it's surrounding yourself with people that want to grow it's surrounding yourself with people that that are wanting to do better for themselves but that was the turning point last couple of years around that but I knew that like I was always working on myself like got into health and fitness but it's not until I started doing the inner work that I really understood what it meant by believing in yourself. So I cut ties with the doctors and the nurses and neurologists and I was like, I can focus on me and me alone. And the more you focus on you, yes, you may have to sacrifice certain relationships, but the beauty of that at the end of the day is you can have a better relationship with those relationships with your family, with your friends, you can actually know how to understand them more by doing the work on yourself. And not just fitness, not just exercise, but healing. Like a lot of internal stuff, like for example, like healing journey itself. Well, what's something that you've healed or a healing process that you've had to go through that's perhaps given you some insight into how to communicate more effectively with those other people in your life. It's just understanding where they're at in their life. So I've I've done a I've done a lot of um, events where it's all like masculine feminine healing. And I didn't know certain aspects of me until I actually went to an event and then it just opened up a whole can of worms. What I mean by that is just the the accepting of who I was as a person. That everyone I mean, I, I hated myself internally, but I didn't even know that until I had people that tell me, like, we love you. And that still blows my mind sometimes. Because for so long, I was, I was in my own head. And then being able to go to an event where I could be myself, I could have people around me that were doing all this weird stuff. And I was like, oh, sweet, I can do that as well? You tell them I can do that? And that's come that acceptance piece. Yeah, it's that fear of being judged. Yeah, that's that's a massive fear of being judged about everything that you do. And the reason that comes into place is because because you've done something maybe when you were a little child or and, and your mum or dad have gone angry at you for doing it. And so unconsciously, you play the same pattern in your life as you get older. And the fear of judgment was always a factor for me because of how I looked, because of what I said. Yeah, and look, like, it makes sense too. Because if you've got evidence of that in your life, then obviously your brain's gonna gonna connect with that. It's mm-hmm. gonna look back and go, yeah, well, this seems to be true because these two things keep linking up. Um, but making that connection is not helpful mm-hmm. for anyone really. And you know, I find that you know those people that are you know they do those weird things, they do those weird movements, or whatever it might be, or yeah, I, I I often think of Scotty right? <laughs> um, because the guy, and this is what I thought in this when he was on the the podcast a while ago, um, because he's one of those few people, and I admire him for this, who I just, at least from from what I can see, is just kind of un- unequivocally himself. You know what I mean? Or at the very least, closer to that than most other people, uh-huh. and. I think that there's always something admirable when you see someone who just doesn't give a damn what anyone else thinks. They're just happy doing their own thing. Yeah. 
you know there there is something that i think is attractive about that because all of us have you know perhaps you know we all have our weird quirks and and you know our strange habits and all that kind of stuff and and we feel like we can't just do some of those things because we're going to get judged for it or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And look, to be fair, some of them might be weird enough to to deserve a little nudge in the right direction. However, um, I, th- I think that the, you could easily end up living a life that isn't your life. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, right. Because you you keep yourself trapped in this little box based on what everyone else around you has told you. And the the truth of the matter is that everyone or everyone else around you could just be trapped in their own little boxes and and they don't and to see someone else step out of that little box just confirms that they are in a yeah. box themselves it's the expectation it's like they don't want you to change because they don't know what's going to happen to you when you change because their fear of changing so they 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 put their projection on you and then you feel their projection but you may not want to feel their projection but internally, we're all we're all a reflection of ourselves, and whether they want you to whether they want you to do something or not, that's about them in that moment. If you want to do something and you believe strongly, you you feel it, go and do it. Yeah, it's uh, and again, if if it's it comes back to that judgment piece, like oh, what will my family say? And like when I started this journey, my family were were. They're like, what are you doing? Like all this other stuff, and it's like, well, it's a. They didn't understand it, but now they do. I've been on this journey for quite some time now, and now they understand it. Now I have a better relationship with my my brothers, with my with my mum, with my dad, and it's still ever growing. But now they understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. And when you start a journey like that, it's hard because they're not going to understand it because they've never done it themselves. Unless someone's done something similar, they're never going to understand it. So don't don't use their belief system and allow that to trigger you in a way to not do something. Just go out and do it. Yeah. I think it requires a lot of initial certainty. Yeah. Take that step because you are gonna you are gonna get that judgment from people around you. Yeah. Because again, that's just what human beings do. You know, we're gonna have our opinions on other people's choices and whatnot mm-hmm. and you know it does require a fair bit of of uh courage and and even just a willingness to potentially fail to risk failure in order to make that first step because you even yourself and and i can tell you from my own experience you don't really know what you're gonna get you just know that you just know that what you've got isn't everything that's out there for you. Yeah. And you're trying things to see if this is a, a solution to help you expand yourself mentally or physically in some way or expand your your life or your business or whatever it might be. And, and a lot of the times you are you are taking shots in the dark. But everyone's in the dark. And if you don't take any shots, you never hit anything. Yeah. And you've got to be willing to miss a few before you you get one. And the failure failure's part of life. The expectation, it's just the expectation that people have on you. And they're on there and you can either let their expectations affect you, or if you expect yourself to be better, obviously go and do something. Failure's gonna happen. I mean, I've failed many times. I mean I'm still failing. Like obviously the when I first like I'm i I'm still like my business is still in the foundation stage, so 
the first six months I was just go, 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 go. And I was like, what the, this is not a, this is, I thought it would be something like, I'll make all this money. And then I was like, took a step back and I'm like, no, this is a lot of internal shit I'm working through right now. A lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of judgment, a lot of everything that comes all at once. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. That really goes back to what you were saying before about surrounding yourself with people who are also trying to to do something new. Um, because otherwise, like that like that bucket of crabs where one of them tries to escape and the other ones pull that guy back down into the bucket with the rest of them. It's exactly what happens to human beings over and over again. So, you know, if you're surrounded by people who are who are consistently making you feel like your dreams or your goals are not worth chasing because they're out of reach or they're impractical or unrealistic, the best thing you could probably do is not change the goal, but change the people you're hanging out with as much as possible. Start getting around people who are are asking questions like, okay, cool. Well, that's that's awesome that you're going to do that. Well, what's the plan? How how are you going to do that? Okay, can I connect you with someone who might be able to help you take that next step you know man that's crazy yeah most people don't have those kind of humans in their life it really sucks but when you start getting around people like that god life becomes so much easier oh man life is i've literally had similar conversation with my flatmate about this and like it's it's they don't want like they don't want to see you because they don't understand what you're trying to do and they're only going to bring you down because they're not doing anything with their life as much as that may sound harsh at the same time it's reality of things and when you can surround yourself with the right people those opportunities come left right and center and it's so easy I mean I thought it, I was like oh, this is so hard I can't do this I can't do that but I'm like no I switched that to how can I yeah by speaking to people that you surround yourself with yeah you know a lot of people think it's it's either go down either get x or get y it's like, okay well maybe there's a way you can help both both yeah you know what I mean? that actually really connects so well with with um what i wanted to talk to you about today and that is that our mutual belief that the greatest disability that anyone could have is a negative attitude towards life or you know some of those limiting beliefs i think are the greatest disability that anyone can walk around with uh-huh. you know Way more than being in a wheelchair, way more than than uh, any genetic disorders or anything like that. If you've got a negative attitude, you're going to be one of those people stuck in their little box for their entire life. Uh And so if we can work on, if you believe that, I can wholeheartedly hope that you take this on board and maybe you need more evidence in your life of of the truth within that, you know. Kyle, I think you're a great example of that. You know, I also had a guy on here called uh, uh, Dr. Dinesh Pilipada, who's a a resident at Gold Coast University Hospital. He's in a wheelchair from a car accident that he had whilst he was going through med school. And this guy is one of the most positive and happy people I've ever met. You know, and, and inspiring in, in all of those ways. You know, and, and he can't even get in and out of the car himself. But he has more impact than 99.99% of people are ever going to have in their lives. You know, because the thing that he still has and that no one can take away from him is his attitude, which is one of the beautiful things about it. 
So for yourself, man, when you kind of consider that that statement, you know, the the greatest disability anyone could have is is a limiting belief or a negative attitude. What are some of the first things that come to mind for you? Looking back, it affected me dramatically. Like I would didn't want to do anything. Like I just just had no hope. Like I would I was yeah, I was studying at the time, but I'd get home from study, I'd I'd pass university, I'd like just pass university because I was like, yeah, I, I love learning, but I'm here for like past it. And then I'd go home and I'd drink like of a week. And look, don't get me wrong, like obviously you want to enjoy that time when you're young, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Didn't know, didn't know where I was going. I was lost. I was always negative self-talk. I was like, don't want to do this. I can't do that. I don't want to go out. I'm because of this reason. I make up excuses of not to do things when deep down I just hated myself. When deep down I just didn't want to be associated with anyone. Deep down I felt alone. And that negative self-talk had really dividends on my life because to the point obviously looking back now that my condition that wasn't even serving my my medical condition I've got like it's it's affected me now with I've got a lot of stomach issues I get a lot of internal stuff that I'm working through that I'm dealing with now that I'm trying to improve in my life and dietary stuff and I had no energy I just I just didn't want to be here really because I was just so consumed with my own talk in my head that I was miserable and I'd, and I'd take prescription drugs for pain back pain leg pain joint pain I, I used to smoke smoke weed that was the only thing that helped smoking weed and obviously it's medicinal it's medical the one thing that really played havoc was just my relationships with, with people much as it was a awesome relationship it wasn't a relationship I wanted relationship with myself and going through that phase of life it limited me in anything like in my when I was training my mate would be like like I can't do that I can't lift that or I'd, I'd have accidents all the time when I was training like when I when I started training I'd like train in the gym I'd have accidents I'd like hurt myself too much too, all the time and my mate would be like no you've got this you've got this and I would just be like no I don't have this don't have this Whereas now, it's complete opposite. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think it's, you know, the attitude that you have, it's like you put a put a filter over your whole life with whatever attitude you have, whether it's positive, negative, blue bad. It, it colors every single interaction that you have with yourself, with other people, you know, in the areas of your life that are that you're interacting with consistently and yeah if you're walking around with with all these these self-imposed limitations then you're absolutely not going to take action no you're not going to work yeah i said i'm not going to do this not going to do that i can't do that why should i why should i better do that I'm, i've got a fucking disability for all sake i can't because that was the the limitation that the label that I got put on during school I was 
they wouldn't put, let me play sport. I'd be put in this like this room with other people with disabilities and just do extra work. And obviously internally I wanted to be out there, but they just treated me like I was a condition. And it shouldn't be like that. Everyone should be accepted. Everyone, sh- everyone, we're all a reflection of ourselves. Everyone should be coming together as one and just being able to communicate that with love and not have, not, not, not give someone shit for what they're going through in life. Everyone's going through their shit in life. If it's if you if you confront it and you you know what you're going through, yes, be there for them, not give them shit about it. I see that time and time again, every single day, whether I'm where I work, where, where, whether I'm in just the street, it's not right. Like it's it's not human behavior. We shouldn't be like that. It's only because they're feeling like that internally, and now I understand that. Whereas before, I was rejecting my shit and other people. Sometimes I still do, but now I'd sort of reframe and ask him, do you mind if I vent or do you mind if I just share something with you? Whereas before I just, some people, some people, some people still, some people like in my life are still like, they'll, they won't, they don't know how to sort of say no, but sometimes I'll do it without actually asking me because I, I have to catch myself though. So it's interesting. Yeah, well, that was what I was going to say, man, is that I think that people who who do choose to pick on others or who do choose to put others down or who do, you know, we want to play that comparison game and feel better than the other guy, that comes from a place of insecurity at the end of the day. It comes from a place of lack or a place of scarcity. And that's even for those people. Like, there's no point in judging those people yeah. because we're all like that. We're still, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's not until you start to work on those parts of yourself, like you said, do you realize that that's what's actually happening in those scenarios? Because until you, until you've looked and go, <clears throat> okay, well, that actually, why did I, why did I say that to that person? Why did I want to make that person feel bad about themselves? What was I really getting from that? Ah, oh, okay, it's because I don't feel good about myself because of X, Y, Z, and that's where that's really coming from. And until you've taken the time to reflect on it, you never have the realization and then you don't get to change it next time. Because what what you really care about is not making that person feel less than, but fixing that part of yourself that you're not happy with. Yeah, that's that's massive. Like, I, I mean, I know you, you, we all have our insecurities still, right? And one thing for me is doing a lot of healing. Like, I didn't know I had it until I did those events. And I was like, oh, shit. I, I thought I was fucking fine. And then I had all the insecurities come up. And it's and it's it's that internal representation of we're only, we're, only, we're on this planet to... Everything's happening for us for a reason, but it's the lessons you can learn from it, how, that, how it's going to enable you to grow. And if it triggers something inside of you, that's something for you to actually think about Okay, why why is this triggering me? And some people are not aware of that. Some people are. Most people don't even have a clue what you mean by that, which I get. But when you plan on doing better, plan on being better and improving yourself, you can understand all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, 100% that. It's interesting that you say that you didn't feel like you had any insecurities before you started that process. Mm-hmm. And that's probably pretty accurate 
especially for a lot a lot of men mm-hmm. um because i think that we are less likely to want to be vulnerable yep and and so we'd spend perhaps less time considering the fact that we might have some insecurities now the only reason why i'm saying this to the guys that are listening or watching is because figuring this shit out is going to help you get to where you're trying to get to in life. It's going to help you become the kind of man that you need to be to be a great partner for your wife. Or if you don't have one, to help you find one. Um, To be a great father for your children. To be successful in business. Because here's here's probably a question you could ask yourself right now if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I don't think I have any insecurities. Okay, well, ask yourself the question. Are you living the best life that you could be living right now? Or are you consistently taking action to make that reality or to make that dream a reality? If your answer is no to either of those questions or both of them, then there's something holding you back. Why wouldn't you be trying to live to whatever that dream is for you, whatever that, whatever the ultimate life you could see for yourself? If you're not currently working towards it, then why is that? What is it that's holding you back? Unless you already feel like you're living the ultimate life, in which case, good fucking work, mate. <laughs> you, my friend, have some tips for us, <laughs> uh, which would be Please, amazing. Um, but I, th- I think, um, I think that uh, for most of the guys listening to this, that's probably not the case. You probably do have things in your life that you wish were different, mm. or you, there's things that you wish you were better at, um, or things that you'd like to remove from your life because they're not health, right? And there's something stopping you from doing that. Well, that's probably an insecurity. That's spot on. Like, I mean, just reflecting on that, like it's it's a subconscious thing. Sometimes men don't even realize you're aware of it, but it's there's something there that's stopping you from doing it. And my biggest my biggest piece for people listening is is stop and look in every area of your life. Where could you improve it? Whether it's that one percent, because subconsciously you may not want to improve it, because whatever the conscious mind gets, the unconscious mind receives. What do you mean by that? So if I think, I think I might have to reframe the wrong way around. But so if you want something unconsciously, if you want something consciously, the unconscious mind won't get it. If you want money, the unconscious mind, but no, I don't want money. Because 95% of our thoughts, patterns, and behaviors are negative negative experiences where we only use 5% of our conscious brain. And that's all positive stuff. So you can start reframing and improving the areas of your life where you want to improve. Then that's the first step. We'll be what? Writing them down. It's writing them down on paper. Like, reach talk to, reach out to people. Don't think that you can do it on your own. I thought I could do it on my own. But that was a definitely. Well, I guess that's that insecurity thing. It's insecurity, yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about my goals because that means that I am not just. I'm not just. When I specify the conditions for success, I also inadvertently specify the conditions for failure. Yeah. Because it's anything that isn't success, right? Based on what we've just said, you know. So the second you start to talk about your goals or voice them to other people, and time goes by and you're 
not doing any work towards those goals, then those people now know that you're failing. That's that's very true. That's a good piece. That's and they become aware that, hey, well, you know, Kyle said he was going to do this, and you know, nothing's changed in the last six months. Well, that means something's holding him back. Something's stopping him. It starts to that those insecurities start to become more. Um, other people become aware of those insecurities that you might have, and we don't want that to be the case. It's true because I've I've expressed that to certain family members, and they probably think looking at me like I'm failing, but. Failing is a part of life. You've got to fail to get back up. Yeah. Well, I mean, failing is, is, in my opinion, is characterized by not trying more than the result itself. Because there's a lot of trying that goes into a particular goal before any result gets. Yeah, exactly. Any yeah. result comes to life, right? You know, I'll give you an example. I'm running the, the fourth Unbreakable Man Retreat in September. And, you know, I, I probably, and I've run, so four events, um, and I can tell you the first three, I, if I'd made a profit, it might be like a hundred bucks, you know what I mean? But that's not the point. The point is I'm, I'm gathering experience and my ability to coach people on that level with each passing event. And then one day I'll be able to turn around and go, wow, I just made 50 grand in a weekend. That's sensational. And people are like, oh, wow, that's crazy. You know, well done. I'm like, yeah, but it did take me two years of, of basically basically achieving nothing. That, that's what other people would see it as because I hadn't made a consistent um, you know, outcome of profit on those previous events. But all of that shit was necessary to get to the point where I could have you know, what other people might consider success. Mm -hmm. Right? So I think trying is really, in my opinion... Trying is 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 a is a big factor in success. Yeah. And what success looks like, or whether someone's moving towards it, you know, it, it, there's going to be a lot of, like you said, failure along the way. Yeah, and and I don't I don't begrudge anyone for their failures as long as they don't allow that to stop them from being the person that they want to be. You know, so like that question I asked to the the man listening to this before about. You know, are you currently living your ultimate life or on the way to it? That that would be also the next best thing, right? I'm on the way to that. You know, as long as you feel that way and I feel that way, then we're doing exactly what we should be doing whilst we're here alive on planet Earth. We're doing necessary steps to get to where we want to go. And I've experienced similar to your, not, not, not retreat space, but just the coaching business and as I said, like the fur, like success with this massive thing, or oh, you make heaps of money and you do all this stuff, but at the end of it, you have bad relationships. Some some people do because you're grinding so hard and you look after your health. And I I burnt out the first six months because I was just trying to do something and I was like, boom, boom, and and there's that failing. I I tried, but then I'm still now I've learned from that. So now I'm doing this. The little, the little steps are going to help me get to where I want to go, not try and make massive leaps because I wasn't ready that time. Yeah, well, it's all those other things that support mm -hmm. the, the journey towards... Exactly, people. yeah. Like having good relationship, mm -hmm. being healthy. You know, there's guys who might be listening to this right now who, you know, financial success is priority number one. And look, I get that. 
I get it. It was like the money's friggin' important. You know, obviously, um, things are expensive. And, you know, if you have a family and stuff, a lot of responsibility on your plate there to make sure that everything's taken care of in, in that regard. But if your relationships suck and, you know, you can't walk up a flight of stairs without being puffed by the time you get to the top or you can't play with your kids or anything like that, then, you know, all of that financial success, what is it really worth? That's exactly, and that's, man, I'm, I'm, I was one of this, I've got this picture in my head of my dream, what I want, I want to do all this stuff and I realized I didn't have much money in the world but it really coming back to to myself and what what I want to serve people for I mean the money's only going to be off the back of that like it's it's the moment you can do something in your life and you love doing what you're doing you have passion for what you're doing the money's the energy exchange of doing that you can try and make as much money as you want but there's got to be a purpose behind it mm-hmm. Yeah, money is a consequence. Consequence of your actions that you take. If you can make that the case, that's great. You know, again, it's most people's mindset. And this, again, could be a very disabling mindset. Yeah, exactly. I either get X or Y. I either get financial success or happy, beautiful family life. Why can't you do both of those things? You know, if you instantly decided that those two things are separate from one another, then you're only, you're only ever going to have one or the other. You know, and I think that to be honest, to have a, a beautiful, amazing family life and to be the, the father that you want to be for your children, you need to have financial success. That's part of it. Because firstly you gotta you've gotta provide, and then secondly, you want your children to have financial success. And you can't give something you don't have. I mean you can't you can't teach something that you don't know yourself. So the question is how do I achieve both of those results in that particular scenario but to have a mindset of either or again is one of the most disabling mindsets you could have right it's you're not able to um to produce that outcome because of the mindset that you have and ask yourself how can i how can i have how can i create financial success and also a loving relationship with my family and that's just asking the right people Man, whenever I'm trying to do something that I don't have that much experience in, my first question is, who do I know who could point me in the right direction? Mm-hmm. Always my first question. I'm going to take that for next time. <laughs> sometimes I get in my head sometimes as well, as we all do. Uh, man, honestly, something happens in my life. A problem occurs. The, within about five, five to ten minutes, I've sent three messages. Honestly, I, I, almost every single time I'm, I'm connected with people saying, what do you think about this? You know, or, or how, how should I best respond to this? Yeah. Or blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you and I are both fortunate enough to know a couple dozen people, perhaps, mm-hmm. who we could reach out to um, to get, you know, some sage advice from um, or even some physical help from in certain situations. So, it, yeah, I think that, that old um, adage of your network is your net worth is a is a massive thing as well. Mm. Yeah, very true. Didn't know again. That's an old saying, but it's you know wasn't your net yeah your network your net 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 worth is your network. It's true, man. Didn't know what it meant until it's that old saying. Who you connect with? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, in terms of. All right, going back to kind of the, the theme of the conversation of 
the most disabling thing you could have is 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 your limiting beliefs or your negative attitude. What are some really abling beliefs or attitudes that you've had to develop in your life to help you um, start to move in the direction that you're looking to go in? One one most important one would be if someone else can do something, why can't I? Like if if I see someone doing really well in business or doing really well in relationships I'm like how can I do that I now switch it from no longer I can't to how can I and that's been a massive piece like I've just I look at things in my life and I'm just like okay that person's doing that I now I give them a love and appreciation for who they are and what they've become because if they can do that so can I yeah it's like that is a great point, man. I'm really happy that you said that. Because, for example, if we go back to the guy who thinks that he can either have financial success mm. or family and relationship success and health success. Yeah. We go back to that, man, again, because I think most of the men that I work with are kind of like that. Yep. You know, it's trying to find those the balance between those two things. And for the guy watching, watching this who really doesn't think that's possible... The question, you know, based on what you just said, Kyle, is so you don't think that there's another man on this planet who works as hard as you do, who also has great health and a happy relationship with his family. You don't think there's anyone out of the 8 billion human beings on this planet that has the thing that you say is impossible. Not one person. You know that's bullshit. Mm. You know there's someone on this planet that is doing the thing right now that you don't think is, is possible. So if you know that's true, then you have to concede that it is possible and that the only thing that's really stopping you is yourself. Is yourself. And it's sometimes you may not know this, but it's your own thoughts that are clouding your perception of what's actually reality. And that's that's a multiple different factor. There's people you surround yourself with, there's people that are in life, there's the stuff you're doing that's not serving you anymore, that's subconscious beliefs. And if you can take the action and actually own up to the fact that it's you that's when you can start making changes don't blame anyone else the moment you start blaming everyone else you're living in effect living in effect of the problem when you're the cause of the problem yeah again that's that disabling mind exactly yeah you are disabling your ability Mm -hmm. to get to where you're trying to get to Uh, have those two things that are important to you uh, at the same time but that's a that's such a good point, man. Exactly. If someone else can do it, then that means it's possible. It's possible, yeah. Nothing nothing is impossible. Everything's possible. We've got to start out with that belief. Yeah. I think that's the foundation is it can be done. Can it be. So then obviously the next question is, and you've asked it like 10 times, it's your favorite <laughs> question. How can it be done? How can it be done? How can it be done? And then it's like, once you are clear on what you need to do, then it's actually doing the work consistently. Because that's a massive thing that stops a lot of people too, is that this could take you some time. And for the fellas who hear that and go, God, I've got to spend the next 10 years to get this right. It's like, bro, you have 60 years of your life left. And you're either going to spend the next 60 years in your little box with your disabling mindset, or you're going to spend 10 years breaking that box down, having an enabling mindset, a positive expansive attitude 
And then you're going to spend the next 50 years of your life as that person, doing all things that person can now do. You know, of those two options, what are you going to pick? It's got to be the second one. Hopefully, you think, right? Um, but most people, if it's hard now, then they don't want to do it now. You know what I mean? It's, it's that hump you've got to get over of, let's do the difficult internal work right now. Let's discover this shit about ourselves. Let's have those difficult conversations. Let's address the parts of ourselves that, that, that detain us in our lives. And, and then once we've been able to break free of those things, now we can finally start living the kind of life that we're really looking for. But those things take a lot of time. You know, I'm still on that, that journey. Same, yeah. A lot better than I was, but there's definitely still walls to be broken down, but I couldn't think of anything that was, that's more valuable in terms of how you could use your time. It's making sure you prioritize your time. I mean, I'm still on the same journey. I thought it was going to take, saw someone do it in two years. Like, it's going to take me two years easy. And then I was like, nope, definitely not. Because I didn't do any of the internal work. And they say the reward from, you see it 12 to two years later, the stuff you do now. Yeah, that's right. It's very true. I think that you can't compare your journey to anyone else. Exactly. And I was comparing my journey to everyone else's. I wasn't actually comparing my journey to where I was at in my life because of that, that judgment. I was like, well, if like, I was just so afraid of, I was looking at other people and I was perceiving other people's journey for what I didn't want really, what was my own. Now I compare myself to me and me only. Everyone's on their own journey and I, and I understand that now. What would you say is a disabling mindset that you still need to work on right now? couple that I'm working on right now is that I can make it a reality. It's still, still, I'll be honest, like it still plays in my mind. Everyone's always doubted me. It still hits home sometimes. If I can do this, it's fucking work in progress, but I'm, I know I'm working through, I know I'm doing the right, I know, I know in my whole heart, in my heart, that I'm doing the right steps to get me to that point where I can. And I now have trust in myself. What I'm doing in my life is fucking perfect for what I want to do in the future. But I'm always making sure I'm being present. That's just the... It's just... I, I can be successful because all my life I've... I've been told that I can't be this, I can't be that, I can't do this, can't do that, even from family. But now I know it's only their projection. They don't want me to change. They've seen me change. They've, they've seen, they, they, they always compliment me. Now I see them like, oh, you look, you're looking so well, but my job's not, I'm never going to be finished. I'm still, I'm never going to stop until I, until I, I mean, I'm, it's never finished. Like the work we do, it's always going to be growing. And I know I need to work on that mindset and I am working on that. And then another, another one is to, is a relationship piece not with myself but with someone other because that's something that I've never had and I don't think I was ever ready for it and that's because it's something that was ingrained in me when I was a child and like I appreciate my mom and my dad for who they are and they're only teaching me what they only knew at the time of how to raise me but I'm ready. 
and I've I've been ready for quite some time, but it's just now I'm open to receiving. Whereas I wasn't ready back then, I still have my own insecurity. Then and I'm ready to ready to grow. Like it's I'm never going to stop growing, whether that's in relation, whether that's in business, whether it's anything like. So the two pieces I'm working on right now are just probably would say belief. Belief that I can do it. What you said after after talking about doubting yourself and after talking about how people have always doubted you, I believe the foundation of your strength and what you said was that you know in your heart that you're taking the right steps. Yeah, and I never, never, never knew what that felt like. Never knew, like, the moment I said that, I felt it. The moment I, I, I never used to feel that because I was so clouded, because I was doing all the stuff that I shouldn't have done. Yeah, I think that that is, it's a, there's a difficult feeling to describe to somebody who, who hasn't had it before, mm. you know, because, um, you know, for the fellas that are listening to this, watching this right now, I really think that when you're trying to do something very unique that the people around you don't necessarily approve of or just can't really see. Understand, you know, yeah. You're just going to have to have a fuck ton of internal self-belief. 100%, that's massive. Doesn't mean um, that you believe you're going to nail it the whole way. Mm. I think... From my own personal experience, what that really means is that you may not know how you're going to do it. You may not know exactly how it's going to look when, you, when you've when you achieved it. But you know with a, a degree of certainty that's hard to explain that you don't want to do anything else. Right? So you're just like, well, I don't really... Look, I want this to fucking work. But if it fails, at least I was still doing the thing that I really love doing. That I was meant to do that feels that just feels right to me yeah exactly and that's and that's my that's that's a big piece because that's what i'm all about if it feels right to you go ahead and do it mm. but i think that i don't think that you could anyone could know what that 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 inner feeling of this is this is exactly what i should be doing with my life yeah you can't do i don't think you can feel until until you've done the work, until you've done, until you've done the internal work, and and that's that's actually a really good point because I never felt that until I'd done the work, until I started started the internal healing work, and we're and like I'm sure you're fully aware of it. Like there's people in our space that that are still doing it. Like I'm still working on myself. I'm doing doing a lot of stuff like that, but I know that I'm doing it for the right reasons now. I wasn't doing it because I was lost and was other stuff now i've done a lot of work i'm doing the right things that are going to help me project forward whereas before i was just just jumped into it yeah which which is how it starts that's how it starts man that's, that's exactly how it starts it's you have a you have a us men we get hit by the, it's all that as scotty always talks about it it's the feather the bricker than the bus we get tickled by the feather and the brick someone throws a brick at us and then we finally get hit by a fucking truck and for me that reality was lose my best mate and that's where it started from there i thought i was fine and look if you're listening to this if you're watching this i was once in your shoes until i am where i am now
Yeah, nice, mate. Well, my last question for you, man, is who would you say has been the biggest influence on helping you make these shifts in your life or decide to go down this path? That's a good question. I have one answer to it. Me? Where would you say that 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 internal conversation really started then? Almost two or three years ago. I lost... I wouldn't say I've lost, like, I mean, I've lost family, but I think losing someone that's so close to you that always wants the best for you and family you want the best for you all the time I get that I knew I needed to change because I knew I wasn't living the life that I wanted I wasn't living aligned with my values I wasn't living a life that that when I die I want to know that people all people talking about me about the life I lived instead of being buried six feet under and life I could have lived and that's a massive realisation that still hits home it's like am I choosing the life that I want to live or am I choosing other people's life and then I've got nothing to show for it and that could be another thing that you might you might use to reinforce the actions that you're taking and the decisions you're making when some of that self-doubt comes up and that's that's I come back come back to to my heart and it's like is this going to serve me is this going to allow me to move that needle forward or is this going to put me back in a direction I don't want to be in so everything I do in my life now I make the choice to keep make sure it put him in the direction I want to go beautiful thanks Kyle thank you appreciate your time brother thank you Hope you enjoyed that episode, guys, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Cheers. Hey, mate, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Unbreakable Man podcast. If you did, it would be absolutely fantastic if you could leave us a five-star review because that's going to help us get our message in front of more men who need to hear it. Now, if you have some feedback for me, I'd love to hear that too. Comment down below. And if you just need some mini doses of Unbreakable Man motivation throughout your week, then you can follow us across all social platforms. On Facebook, it's Unbreakable Man Challenge. On Instagram, it's Unbreakable Man underscore challenge. And on TikTok and YouTube, it's just Unbreakable Man. Your support would be absolutely invaluable. Now, last but not least, do not forget, men aren't born, they're built.